Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. This is the state of California. Doug Sovereign and Jeff Bell are off today. We are joined by Sonoma State political scientist, Dr. David McEwen. Well, the past two years under COVID, we have witnessed a sea change in our politics. As we reflect back on almost two years of a pandemic, we also experienced the most divisive election in a generation, the rise of social and economic upheaval, as well as an attack in our nation's capital. All of these events were capped off by a recall election that seemed to backfire on Republicans while the Democrats' national brand continues to take a hit headed into 2022. Professor McEwen, while 2020 certainly had its challenges, this past year has not seen the same lows. What do you think are the major political storylines as we turn from 2021 to 2022? Well, good afternoon, Patty, and, and Happy New Year's Eve. Happy Friday. As we think about California and what's happened over the last year, or since really COVID, March of 2020, it was decades ago that, that Carrie McWilliams, a writer and observer of California politics, talked about California as the great exception. And this past year, California has been the great exception. Democratic brand name has changed. The Biden administration has been challenged over the last year. And at the same time, Governor Newsom was able to beat back a recall and an attempted change in the state house. Nonetheless, that great exception that is California is still challenged moving into next year. And today's guest is someone who's observed this over time and also made a, a, a number of astute observations about California politics and where we're headed. So it should be an interesting conversation. We are going to talk more astute observations. We're going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and uh, speak with Larry Gersten, Professor Emeritus of San Jose State University, Department of Political Science, and a longtime KCBS political analyst. Thank you for joining us this New Year's Eve. I am very interested in what you think were the major political stories this year and what you think is ahead. Well, Happy New Year to you both, uh, uh, Patty and David, and uh, thanks for uh, having me on now. Um, well, David touched on a number of them. Uh, the recall in California, I think, was just an incredible event, uh, incredible in many respects, incredible because it was really spawned the way the, the reformers thought the recall would be spawned. And that is to say it was, it was people, outsiders, if you will, with no real experience, gathering ultimately uh, almost two million signatures on their own uh, in, in a very unorganized or at least uh, – uh, informal, uh, unofficial uh, way. And I mean, that, that was sort of like a mind, a mind-boggling experience. Of course, in the end, as we talked about uh, earlier, the, the recall failed. But, but in the process, uh, Governor Newsom got a couple of breaks. First of all, COVID went really low for a while at the right time for him. And people started to get better uh, and it started to ease up. And the other thing is, of course, Larry Elder. And Larry Elder became the Donald Trump for California, as far as Newsom was concerned, and he brilliantly connected the two. And there you have it. So I think I think of all the things we've talked about, the recalls really stands out as a 
fascinating story uh, for California this past year. Larry, uh, it seems that Gavin Newsom's political star went one way. That is up in the trajectory after the recall, as, as you talked about. But while that of the vice president, Kamala Harris, went another direction, what's at stake in 2022 for these for both of them? Well, that's a good question. Uh, it appears right now that uh, Newsom is just on a roll. Uh, remember, that recall vote of 62 percent matched the one he had uh, in 2018. $90 million uh, that he spent on that campaign, more than uh, a half again what he spent in 2018. Phenomenal uh, uh, ways to, to, to gather and spend money, really. It blew everybody away. And Harris, of course, look, as the vice president, <laughs> any vice president, is, is so much under the, the governor's shadow and thumb, you might say. And it's been really hard for her to find her legs, in part because the president's been so burdened. Uh, I, I think a lot of people are writing off Kamala Harris. Uh, I think it's way too premature to do that kind of a thing. And 2022 will be a challenge for the Democrats in terms of congressional elections. If the president can get his way in, in, in some sense with Build Back Better, uh, some portion, some, some element of it, some good portion of it, uh, and uh, start building again, I think Harris's uh, popularity will probably go up as well. But it's a long time between now and, and the real date everybody has to worry about, 2024. But as a vice president, very few vice presidents stand out, let's face it. Let me ask you this. Do you believe Gavin Newsom, when he says he doesn't want to, he's not going to run for president? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, but he has to say that. He has to say that. Uh, for so many reasons. I mean, first of all, he has to point himself toward getting reelected. The last thing you want to say is I'm going to run for, for president one of these days. So people automatically dismiss him. Uh, and also he has to see how things play out. Look, he's a young guy. He's got plenty of opportunity. We, we don't even have to think about it in 2024, even 2028, even 2032. Uh, he, there are plenty of opportunities for Newsom. He comes from the largest state. Uh, that's a great base. But remember, uh, California, as David said, uh, to, to quote a very famous uh, a person we talked about earlier, is a great exception. And, and you know, building on this, on this uh, state, if, if he decides to run for president, will be very, very difficult. And then there's Kamala Harris also in the way. So, so I think he's, he'd love to do it. He's looking at it. He should. But uh, there are plenty of opportunities and obstacles uh, yet ahead. Larry, also, we haven't really mentioned Republicans. Certainly, Republican Kevin McCarthy is going to be uh, in the news and prominent this next year, headed to the midterms. But but what are the prospects for Republicans statewide or in other places in California? Do they exist? Well, it depends. It depends who they use as a candidate. Uh, I, I think they're just batting themselves against the wall when they, if, when they come up with a very Trump-like conservative candidate. Uh, there just aren't enough bodies uh, to fall into line that way. But but look at somebody like Kevin Faulkner, the former mayor of uh, of San Diego. This is somebody who has a base, who is popular in that city, uh, who can peel away uh, a number of independents and some Democrats. You know, we all think that Democrats are like they are in the Bay Area. They're not at all. In Southern California, there, there's a, a wide swath of, of moderates. And, of course, uh, in, in the Central Valley, uh, conservative Democrats, the right kind of Republican under the right circumstances, especially think about something like COVID not going away. And once again, then the, then the governor, like the president, becomes the person responsible. It may not be true, 
but it would be that that way. And and if that's the case, you could see a much closer election with the right candidate uh, than we've seen the last couple of times. You know, you look at Kevin Faulkner and on paper, his credentials as a moderate Republican would make it seem like he could get great traction. He got trounced by Larry Elder, though, in, in the recall. Yeah, he did. But remember, that's a very strange election uh, for, for many reasons that we can't go into right now. Uh, if you think about this, we know that Democrats outnumber Republicans about 46 percent to 24 percent. So so they have a great start. But I, I maintain that those Democrats are not all liberal Democrats. Plenty of them are with the Democrats because they don't know where else to go. And they certainly don't want to go to the far right. The right kind of Republican and the right kind of circumstance, the right kind of circumstance could make a good dent. And, and I think Kevin Faulkner is the kind of Republican, perhaps not him, perhaps somebody else, but someone along those lines where he could draw from so many different sources and, and give it a good run. It, uh, Gavin Newsom will be in trouble. He will be in trouble if this state is mired in COVID uh, a, year, you know, a year from now. And, and it, may, it may not be his fault, but he'll be in trouble because people will blame him as they're now blaming Biden. And that's what happens in politics. Unfortunately, when things go well, the chief executive gets more credit than he or she should get. When things go poorly, the chief executive gets less credit than, and, and the blame, uh, perhaps more than he or she should get. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate a happy new year to Larry Gersten, professor emeritus of San Jose State University Department of Political Science. Of course, a longtime KCBS political analyst also to Dr. David McEwen. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 